Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Ask the Therapist. It's lovely to have you here. Today I'm interviewing Dr Becky Quick. Becky is a psychologist and she specialises in menopause. She helps women learn the psychological skills required to get them through perimenopause and the menopause, anxiety and the mental health issues thrown up by going through the menopause. She helps women reframe anxiety and their approach to the menopause in a completely different way. As we talk through this episode, you can see how naive and negative I am about the menopause. And that's because the menopause is loudly knocking on my door. It's a subject that I've completely ignored for myself and probably for my clients. But as it draws nearer, I'm suddenly becoming kind of more aware and noticing my friends start talking about this thing called the menopause. Um, and I thought, I need to understand a little bit more. And Becky's insights, I found them so useful for my kind of mental health and anxiety generally. But she gives a real sense of kind of learning how to get more in tune with your body, your cycle and your hormones. We recorded this episode a few weeks ago, just before the COVID-19 pandemic outbreak. So we unfortunately don't touch on it. But I think this content of this podcast is probably more valid now than before in that with all our hormones, we've got more stress than probably we've experienced in a long time for some of us. So it's even more relevant. Becky's going to be sharing loads of hints and psychological tips, how to kind of help us get more flexibility in our thinking and she shares loads of really useful resources as well. I know you're going to find this episode really helpful and in the show notes there's going to be lots of links that Becky mentions and how to keep in touch with Becky and how to follow her. So do go to the show notes for more information as well and we look forward to hearing your comments. You can either kind of drop me a line or drop Becky a line. I'll link to her website and her social media platforms in the show notes. Enjoy. Welcome to Ask the Therapist, Becky. It's lovely to have you here. So we're just going to start by um, if you could tell us about your journey into being a clinical psychologist. Yeah, absolutely. Well, looking back... Um, to when I was a child. Yeah. I think I always had an interest in understanding people. Yeah. Um, my dad um, was a criminal barrister. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. So, but literally, I remember thinking all the time, I'd hear snippets about his cases, obviously not, yeah. not in great detail, but I would hear snippets and I would just automatically think, but why? You know, mm -hmm. why is that person... Why has that person done that horrific crime? It was just a natural way, a curiosity. curiosity yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I guess that was always there from a young age. Yeah. Um, so it, that paved my way really to, to doing my, you know, my psychology degree um, and, and then into clinical psychology. And I've worked for, my whole career has been working with children and families, well, and um, specifically looked after children and adopted mm -hmm. children, children who've experienced developmental trauma. So that's been um, my career until about a couple of years ago when I was, I'd started working in my own private practice and, and, and just and felt, a, felt quite a deep calling to work specifically with, with women um, and with women who are really held back by anxiety and self-doubt. So that's, and that's brought me to, to where I am today. And what do you enjoy most about what you do? Um, 
there is a lot actually i do feel very blessed that i i genuinely love my well i call it work but actually these days it doesn't feel like I'm going to work in a way, you know, it feels, yeah. so I think what I love about it is that I am in my flow. I, I especially, especially these past couple of years, um, I feel like I, I love the fact that I'm, I'm definitely my, bringing my best self to my work and there's a real flow of my passion and, and energy that mm. I have inside really can come through in my work. Wow. So it feels, extremely fulfilling so it's so a I, hobby a passion it, it's, it's yeah. more much more than a job it and I see is that in it is yeah definitely it, yeah. yeah and I was really fascinated <clears throat> that you've decided to niche very specifically as a menopausal psychologist which yeah. you know I think it's the first one I've ever heard about I know it's absolutely fascinated um not a very sexy topic is it um wh what drew you to that why specifically menopause yeah well as I say I initially had this um I call it a, a calling to to impact support and empower women yeah. and it was around anxiety and self-doubt and that was linked to my own kind of um you know reflections on myself and how even though on paper you kind of you know I looked at my my career and my you know my education mm. and my career and I thought oh you know can think wow gosh you know this 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 but I know that deep down there was always that anxiety and doubting myself mm -hmm. um, and so I mean I call it a midlife clarity not midlife crisis but definitely when I turned 40 yeah I kind of um, took stock really and just and I know Brené Brown talks about how you start to unravel and I really felt like I started mm -hmm. to really unravel and kind of connect with myself and did my own kind of work to understand that that self-doubt and and anxiety so and and developing a much more secure relationship with myself has just helped me to pivot into this work where I feel like I'm flowing. So I wanted to kind of work with women around that. But then at the same time, <clears throat> so I kind of had this, this passion about anxiety and self-doubt. At the same time, I just happened actually mm. to come across um, a couple of ladies that have developed what's called the Red School. And this is around um, the menstrual cycle and right. really working with your menstrual cycle in a certain way um, to really understand, I guess, what you have as a, a woman, the different, um, the different phases of the menstrual cycle and how, how you can bring different um, parts of yourself to the world mm. um, and their book which I just devoured and, and literally it's my bible is it's called, called Wild Power Wild Power so I was reading that and really yeah. kind of I was, it had a profound effect on me mm. having ignored my cycle for literally all of my life yeah. never taking it into account and this just so I was fascinated by that and started working with that now what then happened yeah. because I um, was that my all of my um, the approaches that I'm that I use in my in my work in my psychological, mm. you know, my therapies with people in terms of I use a lot of ACT acceptance commitment therapy and compassion focused yeah. work and all that. The the following and tracking my menstrual cycle and working with it in quite a deep way, 
it meant that all of those psychological processes, which yeah. I know have a massive impact mm. on our functioning, they just naturally took place in me. It was so much easier to use those processes mm. when I was attuned to my body. Which makes de- an awful lot yeah, of sense. it does. And we're so disconnected, yeah. aren't we? And I absolutely was. I really was for such a long time. Gosh, yeah. And when I changed that yeah. and tuned in and even adapted my diary and what I do at certain times of the month, <clears throat> like I say, this kind of started, to, all the psychological stuff flowed. I just did have a deeper compassionate relationship with myself because when I menstruate, I really allow myself to dip into a, a, into deep rest and deep care mm. because I'm menstruating. So... So that kind of process happened in me, and I'm also, um, and I'm perimenopausal, I I put lots of different kind of things that were going on for me, I kind of put them together and read up and and, and Mm. understood that actually, you know, I'm early on my my journey of my hormones transitioning, Um, and that opened my eyes up to actually how this is such an important part of, of life and for women and how so many women are struggling mm. um, through it's this so phase. it's so ignored, isn't it? I'm just coming up to yeah. 40, no, I am 45, 46 next year. So it's just starting to knock on my door and yeah. I'm just like think, what is this thing I've ignored? Yes. You know, yeah. and, and starting to hear friends' struggles and things and yeah. thinking, oh my God, this could be absolutely massive. Yeah. And and yeah. I guess that the, there's, there's, yeah, I and that's, so that's my, um, that's why I decided to focus on being yeah. a menopause psychologist, and also that there really isn't and there isn't anything out there specifically there for women, and and it is, it is a different. We're gonna, I know we'll come on to that, yeah. but it's a different sort of anxiety. So, what so are that's, the common struggles <clears throat> you find women are coming to you with? Well, there are um, there. I see the struggles through menopause. Um, being around, I mean, there are lots of struggles. <laughs> so I'm trying to kind of almost um, give mm. a summary. There are physiological changes um, that obviously then impact any area of your of the functioning. Mm. I think what's really tricky, and this is something I'm trying to kind of um, help women with, is is that there's a there's a there's a lot of fear and anxiety around it and almost this need to know Mm. am I in menopause or am I in perimenopause and what is this and how long will it last Mm. this kind of need to know the exact details of it but actually the the struggle but also beauty with it is that this isn't an exact thing um, I, you know, your home hormones transitioning and changing compared mm. to mine, of course, are going to have a different impact because we have unique, different bodies. It's such so we're a looking for path. an exact science, and we want the blood test to say where am I? What's happening? Yeah, but and the and, and there can be so the the actual <clears throat> hormonal changes that can be kind of um, looked at, although um, actually the nice guidelines um, talk about a guide to not using blood tests it's about it's about clinical report actually in terms of what's happening right. for women but that's a whole other kind of issue really but i guess the impact of those hormonal changes um has a unique 
diff- is, is different for each woman. Yes. So yeah. they may have a similar, you know, one woman may have, you know, low estrogen as may another. Yeah. But then the actual, what they experience is obviously going to be different because we've got, we're bringing different bodies to this, to this place. So yeah, there are lots of physiological um, changes that women are, are struggling with. Um, and I guess also a, a, a big thing um, that, that women are struggling with is that life cannot go on the same way as it has been doing. That's a huge loss, isn't it? So things need to change. It is. I mean, I I do see this um, as a as a wonderful gift, if I'm honest. Rather than I know yeah. that I I I I you know I very much hear the the actual frustration and anger, mm. as well as loss, of actually I can't carry on doing all the things I've been doing. I can't be all the things to everybody as I have been. Um, actually, so I need getting that awareness is so tough. Yeah, isn't it? and, and needing you, that yeah. space for oneself mm. is absolute paramount. It's almost like the menopause is a massive um, workout of the soul. There's there's so much oh, that's that, a lovely way that, to describe. Yeah, it. there's it, it it. I I see it. I see the kind of menopause in the kind of biological, psychological, and spiritual. So I guess here I'm talking more on the spiritual. Mm that this kind of um, coming home to yourself, it's a, it's a real process of which you do, I think we, we are meant to come home to ourselves to then post-menopause. I mean, absolutely, I believe post-menopause, we're in our prime. Do you? Yeah. And I... So the best is yet to come. I, honestly, I mean, I know that's for myself. I can just, I just know that's the way. And, yeah. and, and I speak to a lot of women post-menopause who say this. Gosh, we yeah. need to hear those voices, yeah. don't we? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because that's not when I know I'm very naive about it all, so I can see, you know, so I've got probably some of the stigma and making some judgments about it, you know, like when you say it's also a gift. Yeah. I mean it's like anything, yeah. you know, and we know this being therapists, um, all of that, all of that kind of good stuff and those gifts, you know, it's not an easy journey there. It's no. tricky as all things are that are mm. fulfilling in life generally. Yet we learn the most from our biggest challenges, Absolutely. don't we? Absolutely. And this is this is the mother I suppose I'd never put that with the menopause. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, so I've just been thinking, oh my God, what brick walls ahead of me to, <laughs> that's going to knock me down. Yeah, and that, that is, is and so what you're lovely. describing there is, is the comp, that's extremely yes. common. Yeah. And I guess I'm very passionate about really trying to change the narrative. Yeah. Um, around that um, so yeah as I was saying going back to the kind of the common struggles I yeah. see it is that acceptance that life can't go on as it has done um, and trying to work that mm. that out and trying to create more space for ourselves um, to to because if we don't have that that space to connect with ourselves then we're, we're missing out in all of that 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 soul workout stuff it doesn't have to be massively deep it's it's just starting to tune in with ourselves, working out what what do we need to ditch? You know, we've we've been out there, we've been in the, the, the summer of our lives, you know, maybe from 20 to 40, 45. Some of us, you're out there, we're doing, we're doing our stuff, blah, 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 we're all these things to all these people, we've got all these roles, responsibilities, 
and that's amazing. But actually, you cannot do that when you're, you know, as you and get older. And when you say that, what it makes me think is how out of tune we are with our bodies and our yeah. minds. Yeah. You know, yeah, because are. culturally, we're we're far too busy, aren't we? Yeah. To ha- yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's a whole other piece of work. In a way, that that's massive, almost kind yeah. of going because I'm focused on the menopause now, but I'm also aware that at some point in the future, it will kind of go. There's definitely a piece of work to be done to really help to shift that with yes. younger women. Yeah, you know. So, but yeah, those are the so struggles. So the things that I suppose I can imagine that if you kind of are very out of tune, really, really busy, and then the <coughs> menopause kind of hits, that and you're in a hundred miles an yeah. hour. Yeah. Then that's feels like it could be a car crash it is yeah no that's actually a really good way of describing it because one physiological yeah. aspect of it is that when when your hormones um start to to transition and change um the body starts to rely on the adrenal system a lot right, more okay um obviously there's detailed biology around that but but basically that's what happens yeah so rather than using our ovary we, we start to need our adrenal system our adrenal system mod um it kind of helps with the hormonal transition. Okay. Now, many um, of us yeah. are adrenal fatigued. Right. Yeah. And our we adre- don't know it. There's... So stress, you know, all that kind of busy stress that yeah. that has a massive impact on our adrenal system. So, mm. coming to perimenopause and menopause with a worn out adrenal system, which mm. I mean, that has definitely been me. I'm very aware of that, and I'm really mm. trying to to work on my to to reboost my adrenal system. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If you come to it with with a sort of any level of adrenal fatigue, yeah, you're going to struggle because your body can't cope with these hormonal mm. changes. So, there's there's lots there, but I think that you know. So I'm talking personally for me. You know, I'm I mean, I definitely look burnout in the eye at sort of my late thirties. You know, going, doing, doing, doing all the rest of it, um, and now have kind of tuning into my body in a different way, um, and see that as a gift. Yes, I do struggle, and so my premenstrual phase is really extreme now that I'm perimenopausal. It's it's quite tricky at times, but I'm seeing that as a okay. So this is the time to really work. You know, understand mm. that and 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 change and, and help myself and it sounds like you've that. put your life into that cycle yeah yeah so, so i have yeah yeah it, so yeah. very yes that's the kind of helping women with that yeah. um i guess the other thing i just want to say about what they what women are struggling with is this not being understood it, it not mm. being understood is massive yeah, it's not very, understood. No, it's, it's not really talked about. It's not. It? No, so it's a very it can be a very lonely place for women. Not very validated. Yeah. yeah, and so many women, you know, are going to their GPs, you know, with struggles. Um, I mean, the psychological impact of, yeah. of menopause is is definitely the most significant. Loads, lots and lots of women will say the physical symptoms are hard. Yeah, but it's the psychological. Yes. impact that they struggle with the most um and so quite often they're put on antidepressants yeah. and you know so it's it's not feeling understood really um by different you know within their own family within medical professionals so that's a kind of a hard one really really tough mm. isn't it so it's, it's amazing that you're doing this work do you think the the culture and the stigma of the menopause is starting to change I think I think I do feel like there's a there's a a real 
wave building mm. but I, ha I kind of have to check really because of course I'm in this world now yeah so of course to me I'm like yes of course you know all these people doing all those things but that's because I'm becoming aware of them I know we just had a them. conversation before didn't you I was like who who yeah so I guess it's yeah. but I, I I don't know whether you sense this but I do sense there's more I don't, I don't know it's because I'm coming up to 45 yeah I don't know you know so I I, I think I'm a little bit more in tune, so maybe this yeah. is kind of a couple of years, maybe around the corner. For yeah. Um, I, so I do think I do think there's more, you know, very very well. I was going to say very slowly. My sense is this has it has a, it has come on quite sort of quickly over the past couple of years. I think this kind of wave of 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 women sort of saying, "No, this we need to know yes, more." Having more of a voice, yeah. And, but I actually think it's going to rise very quickly. I think when women tap into to this and in this kind of collective, um, this is not all right, and we want to yeah. do something about it. I mean, I think you know, women like that is just a force to be reckoned with. And I feel like actually it could really rise up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and hopefully, you know. And I wonder, you more... mentioned something just before we kind of went on the podcast mm. about hate. There's no HRT, which yeah. I couldn't understand what you were saying. But could do you think that could be the catalyst for yeah. it? Yeah. Do you want to mention yeah, something about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so gobsmacked. Yeah. So there are um, massive HRT shortages. It's just not coming into the country. Where's it made? Um, I I don't quite know the details of it. But it's um, shipped into the UK. Well, when I say, yeah, I'm not complete. Basically, it's not being manufactured. It's not. It's not. It's not available to women. I mean, if you if you go onto any kind of social media accounts, um, Louise Newson, so Newson Health. Yeah. Um, she's my um, menopause doctor. Um. Yeah. I mean, she, well, lots of women are talking about this, but she's a good place to go to. Then, um, yeah, there, there's, uh, yeah women are just not able to get hold of their medication, literally. So some have had to not, how uh, are now stopping, are not taking their medication. And there's no, like, yeah, I think, I think that the, this is building and there's going to be um, a lot more action taken around it, but it's, it's so just like, shocking, yeah, really. That is shocking. I was just thinking I about the voices of men as well yeah. and their wives and partners yeah. are becoming unwell. Yeah. But, Maybe, yeah. you know... Hopefully it will... Well, it needs to It needs to change, so, yeah. It's really scary times, yeah. isn't it? <coughs> and you mentioned the psychological impact of the menopause being one of the most significant elements. Yeah. Can you talk us through what's going on in the menopause in terms of mental health and anxiety? Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> absolutely, they... It is... Um, it's almost like a different flavour of anxiety, um, mm. but has lots of um, crossovers and lots of similarities to, to anxiety experience at different part, you know, times of your life. Yeah. And I do, like I mentioned before, I sort of see the, the three strands, the biological, the psychological, and the spiritual. So biologically, the, the changes uh, you know, in, our, in our hormones does mean that um, our sympathetic nervous system, mm. um, which is the fight or flight you know, kind of anxiety state, that is basically women are higher up in that in that state because of the okay. hormonal changes. I won't go into the, the biology of it, but <clears throat> um, women are in a, a physiological mm. um, 
SNS fear state physiologically because of those changes. So that's the biology of it. It impacts the part of the brain that's related to the SNS. Right. So, is so, there an evolutionary reason for that? Oh, Are we more believe vulnerable? You've asked me that. Sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's no. It's good. It's just that I do have my own private thoughts about that, but I, I kind of haven't offered that massively to the world. But I will. Would you like? To? Yeah. I, well, it's because um, normally there is for everything I that know. goes on. There's an evolutionary reason, and I think when you have that understanding, it helps out with the jigsaw. Okay. Well, I'll explain what my just okay, you know awesome. my thoughts are. This yeah. is absolutely just literally me thinking this. So okay. tell me what you think about this. I I wonder um, or or hypothesize that. Um, let me just tell you a story before I explain okay. that. So did you know about whales and mammals and menopause? No, no okay. No. So humans and whales, yeah. as in the big sea animals, yeah. are the only species oh, to menopause. Gosh. So if you think about it, why do we stop being able to reproduce? Yeah. It's, yeah. For a species to mm. continue, it's odd. And, and so us and whales are the only ones that actually um, live beyond being able to um, reproduce. And obviously we're living longer now, but we've still always lived beyond. We still get to a menopause. Yeah. Now, whales, who obviously don't have this part of the you know, frontal part of the brain that, that obviously has helped us develop as human beings and, you know, do all the things we do, but in a way gets us tied up and gets us into trouble. Yeah. Uh, but whales are just doing their thing in their, you know, in their evolutionary way. And the female whales that go through the menopause, yeah. they then are the leaders of the pod. Oh, I like it. So they lead the school of where, oh, yeah, they, wow. they, they lead them with their wisdom of the waters and the seas, and they are the leaders. So, in every, so that's their function. That's their function. So we need to read so, back. Hello. <laughs> I think, so I hello. do believe that, and then this, so this yeah, is out there in that's terms. That's lovely. You know, you talk about the spiritual <clears throat> element, and yeah. you think what the bloody point of the menopause <laughs> is. You know, if you frame it like yeah, that, it yeah. just doesn't and, make sense. And there is, there is, so there are, there are, there are articles around that as a potential okay. hypothesis. So right. I do believe that, yes, that that as women, we then post menopause, you know are then, and I don't mean leaders as in going to lead a corporation or a business, yeah. but leaders in our lives, leaders in our family, to, to guide and share our wisdom, mm. you know, and and to do that, we do need to shed a lot of the crap that we've sort of picked up along the way. We need to be focusing and be able to do that. Now, in terms of evolution, I then wonder whether mm. us then going into this, um, so the hormonal changes impact the the young, you know, we, we feel more fear, we're so therefore much more hypervigilant, we're just really aware of, of our anxiety. Yeah, so yeah. well, I wonder whether we are at this precious time of life, as you are when um, you have children, yeah, and also at adolescence, yeah. You you're you are much more in a fear state physiologically yeah. because you're you're at this precious time. Yeah. You know. So in terms of menarche when and, and, and puberty, you know, at this precious time you're about to become uh, this is very evolutionary. I know that people, a lot of people don't go on and have children, but evolutionary, you're about mm. to be able to reproduce, have babies, you're obviously then, you know, having your offspring. And then at menopause, you know, we're precious. We so we need to stay alive. I mean, so of course, mm. in the modern world, 
these anxieties are actually quite unnecessary. We don't need to be so fearful, but yeah. in terms of our survival, but as we know throughout all, you know, our work, I'm sure you talk about yes, this with your clients, yeah. that, um, you know, evolution, we, we have these these systems in our bodies, yeah, you know, that, that don't evolve well. from the caveman times, but they don't work very well here and mm. now. But it, but it's almost like we go into this absolutely. We need to protect ourselves and keep ourselves safe. Yeah. And often with managing anxiety, it's the meaning you give it. So yes. if people feel anxious, and think, "What the hell's yeah. going on? And what's going to happen? Yeah. Something bad's going to happen." Yeah. That's absolutely. one meaning. But if you think, "Oh, this is just normal system that's going on in my body. I'm in this phase of my life, so I'm going to be a bit more." You know, yeah. the meaning you yeah. give it. So that's the psychological work that I do. So in terms of biological, I guess I help women to, that's a part of the the menopause anxiety, that physiological, Mm. you're more likely to feel the anxiety. Um, And so it's helping women to regulate, develop regulationary skills. Then the psychological aspect is women, we get trapped in, in anxiety because we've not been helped to learn sort of psychological flexibility skills but we uh, basically women are trying to push away and get rid of those anxious thoughts yeah. or the ruminates so health anxiety really increases around Does this time around it? a lot of women come to me with with health, health anxiety, anxiety. it kind of makes sense that's what i want to say to them. oh i do say to them this makes complete sense yeah. there's so much going on yeah and also you know as i say i believe that you try to protect yourself because you're so precious and um, not that they're that's coming with me thinking yet. that but not um, yet <laughs> so those psychological flexibility skills um yeah are so helpful and that's what I'm hugely passionate about helping with women with because they help me you yeah. know so I had palpitations I've had random palpitations for no reason you know not linked to anything and this is part of the menopause anxiety and I'm so grateful that I was able to ju- to observe them yeah. like, I was like oh that's interesting my heart is absolutely going crazy I've not experienced that before yeah. so you didn't give it any meaning no you didn't but that's the psychological flexibility yes. and as I said I feel blessed to have learned that through my career so I'm passionate about sharing those yeah. those skills with women and we've already talked about the spiritual aspect of menopausal anxiety so there's those three levels the biological the psychological mm. and spiritual aspects and that are just all woven together in this beautiful but difficult tapestry that is the menopause yeah can and you just mentioned before something i'd like to come back Mm. to which i think you know that why do you think after the menopause people are women are in their prime what's you know is that because you've kind of your body's not so busy kind of going through that cycle anymore yeah well what's happening now well i guess women have the potential to be in their prime. Okay. I guess you could go one way or another. Okay. You can kind of rise up and, and, and be in your prime or actually some women sort of drop down, really start to, to struggle. I guess if you haven't done that work of coming almost home to yourself and working mm. out, what is my what is my role in life here? You know, yeah. what am I, what, what are my values, my core values? What's my purpose? Um, because, and it needs to be a lot more focused and, and clear mm. simply because, and I know women, women and men, everyone seems to struggle with this fact that, you know, each day we obviously get older and that we will yeah. die. This, this is such a re- reality. Yeah. Um, and that's so, I guess if we can kind of be okay with that, 
um, then we can think, okay, I'm not, you're not going to have as much energy to do all the things. This is, this is a fact. It doesn't mean that you're withering away, but you could be much more focused and clear yeah. as to, as to what, what, how you want to live your life and mm. feel and, and enjoy, relax into those moments of joy and fulfillment and, and really find yourself yeah absolutely. and I was just as you were talking then thinking that it's often I guess for people who've had children it coincides with children leaving yeah, home it does yeah. which is awful isn't it yeah it's interesting isn't it yeah yeah that empty nest definitely yes. comes roughly I mean it's that... I mean it's horrific timing isn't it it's yeah so yeah cool. it's yeah. well it and, and I do you see stories of different ways yeah, yeah it can be very liberating and actually really sort of you know you can see I've not done the work <laughs> around the menopause because I'm straight to the negative and you're you're just opening my eyes to something and new flexibility yeah, new possibilities yeah. well what you're talking about is what most women are yes. you know so yeah. it's, it's time for us to definitely because I'm just at narrative. the moment of, oh my gosh what's coming up for me yeah. yeah so it's fantastic can you share some of the tips that you might share with some of the women to help with maybe psychological flexibility or what are the, some of the yes. skills you yeah might yeah there are um yeah there are there are lots the approach that I use I do use acceptance commitment therapy a lot yeah. and there's so many lovely you know skills to learn and metaphors to use I guess um the the three that I share with women because it's also about having um not overwhelming you know wellness yes. especially because yeah. you know a lot of women struggle with with feeling anxious then we can't always think straight and brain fog is a huge aspect mm. of perimenopause so the three things the three areas that I talk about focusing on is what I call now so I call it pause now so n is the noticing mm. um and that's so really noticing what's going on yeah, in the body. Getting in tune, we yeah. about earlier. I mean, that's just the noticing and actually turning inwards, turning inwards to face mm. and feel the physiological sensations that you're mm. having, that, that women are having, that they're fearing. That Just that process really releases us from, mm. from traps. If we're trying to get face away from them and and ignore them pretend they're not there or try and push them away we know that that process of avoidance actually keeps us trapped yeah they Whereas, say that it what we resist persists absolutely yeah so noticing yeah. tuning into what's going on in the body i mean i do that I, I do that a lot if i'm ever feeling just not quite you know i think oh i feel not quite right or a bit wobbly or a bit anxious i'll stop and say right where am i feeling it in my body yeah and i'll i'll locate it and then i'll just actually feel it I actually feel it more. I give myself the bod- my body space to feel it. And then it just relaxes the body. It so, dissipates yeah, as well, doesn't it? Does. it? Which everybody so I say that to so doesn't believe me until they try it. Yeah, amazing. You know, so yeah. noticing, and then the O in the now, um, is, being, is opening up the senses. So, and that's grounding. It's, this is for women who are um, feeling really overwhelmed in the anxiety, which is, which is very, very common. So opening up the senses to ground ourselves mm. in, terms of, um, in terms of touch, in terms of feeling, pressing our feet into the ground, in terms of, so smell is such a, such a powerful one yeah. to ground us. I mean, I've been helping um, the parents of the children that I used to work with 
Um, I've been helping them with that in terms of the, the senses and, and finding a smell that just really brings you that you love, that brings you to the to the moment and encouraging you to have that on you at all times, actually. Just yes. really, rather than getting sort of, you know, caught up in all those thoughts and feelings, whew, it just brings you back to, mm. back to the here and now. So opening up the senses and then the W is wrapping yourself in self-compassion. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. So really... Yeah. Um, so I'll do some um, exercises with women to help them develop that compassionate relationship with themselves. Mm. But it can just be that hands on hands on the heart moment and just mm. just connecting with themselves and actually being active and engaging in compassion with themselves. Mm. It can just be a couple of things that they say to themselves. Because when we're engaging in compassion, <clears throat> you don't feel threat. Exactly. You so feel safe. developing that soothing, yeah. helping women to step into that soothing system to come from the sympathetic nervous system down into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is yeah. the, the relax, yeah. uh, you know, the sort of calmer state. So yeah, then the pause now with those three, I think those are three key skills yes. to learn. Yeah, really valuable. Thank you for sharing that. And is it, you've mentioned some good resources. Obviously, I'm going to want to go away and say I need to start reading. And is there anything that you share with women or that I think this is going to just get people's attention and people are going to be absolutely fascinated mm. and want to know, read more or find out more? Where would you... Yeah. I know you're going to be doing a course, which yes. I probably need to book on, actually. Yes. Well, <laughs> fantastic. yeah. I, I, I mean, there's... There yeah. are loads. This where, is where my where, brain where goes. Boom! To... There's so much, but I'll try. I guess the, in terms of the, you know, the medical, the physiological side of yeah. things, um, there are some amazing people doing amazing things. But I guess um, Louise Newson yeah. and Newson Health. Yeah. Um, they're based in Stratford, but in terms of her website, I mean, she's just got great checklists and also things you um downloads of of that you can take to your GP if you're yeah. wondering, you know, it's actually really helpful to have oh, a, a kind of yeah. idea of, you know, t- tell them about this, 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 this. So she's a, you know, or them at Newson Health, they have a great resource and actually they are um, setting up clinics in Manchester and Nutsford in the spring. So that's also local to us here. So yeah, definitely them. Yeah. Um, I do recommend Wild Power, Yes. Um, and Red School and Alexandra Pope who's one of those ladies she's just in the middle of writing her book about pa- uh, menopause and I'm like come on I don't okay. you know I don't want to put pressure on but please we need because I love their approach right so that kind of spiritual side definitely comes from them and, and kind of working with the menstrual cycle if you are perimenopausal yeah. this is the time I see it as this is the paving the way towards menopause right um, this is the time this is the time to, to do it to right. track you, you know how so, long does perimenopausal last or is it different for everybody that's the thing you need yeah I'd like a date (laughs) (laughs) oh right okay I'm just such a typical it can be you know a year or two to ten years oh you're kidding so it's it's so varied from person to person I think letting go of that need to know is (laughs) is, you know helpful Um, and then in terms of psychological skills um the the kind of the great text to go to is a happiness trap by yeah. russ harris it's just such an yeah. easy read and is mm-hmm. transformative I, I give that to people all the time mm-hmm. but yeah i'm um going to start a course in may 
um, which will be um, very much around that kind of pause now and helping women who are really struggling with, with anxiety mm. during perimenopause and menopause, really helping to teach them those, well, I'll be teaching those psychological skills that, that let go of, let go of the, and, and well, release them from the trap that yes. anxiety has, has got hold of them in a way um, and help them to, well, I guess it, it's, it's helping them to, play big in their lives. I feel like also a lot of women are, are starting, well, a lot of women are leaving jobs, leaving their work because mm. they're struggling. Oh. So actually, so the, with these skills, if, if we, um, we're empowered with the skills of psychological flexibility, then women can actually play big. Yeah. We need women to be, yes. to be you know, at their, mm. at their best really over this time. So, so helping them to, to play big and reach their potential I get really, really worried about women not reaching their potential. I really want to help them with that, but also just relax into enjoying, mm -hmm. you know, the kind of joy and fulfillment of everyday moments of life. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what the course will help them with. Fantastic. Mm. Sounds like something every woman should be going through. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. I mean, I do do some one-to-one -one work, a very, very small amount. Yeah. Um, but I think that, um, but I'm excited to do the course yeah. to help more women. Fantastic. Yeah. And my last question is going back to you. So if you were to have a conversation mm. with your 15-year-old self, what would you want her to know now? Gosh, my 50-year-old self was <laughs> a very uh, rebellious one. Was she? Um, well, she was then. Even and then she left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I would say to her two things. First of all, don't um keep expressing yourself and your thoughts oh, i feel like yeah. i was i had lots of um passion and was quite rebellious at that point but then that kind of sort of withered away and and i still had that but was kind of fearful of expressing myself mm. so i don't think i actually you know and people that know me probably would say we've well, always expressed yourself but mm. i kind of had that worry of how that would land with right, people so doubt, I would, yeah, yeah yeah so i guess i'd say keep doing that and and, and that's okay but also 100 percent, i would say to my 15 year old self really tune into your hormonal cycle track it understand it all that stuff that i'm now robbing my 40s I really wish, and I'm, Gosh, and I, you yeah. know, there's a piece of work to be done there that with younger people. Is, but yeah, I would say track and tune into it's your so cycle for yeah. young girls. Yeah. because then you, then you're in tune with your body to yeah. such a different, deeper level, and that's just going to help in every area of life. And imagine, you know, kind of hitting your forties with that yeah. kind of insight and attunement yeah. with your yeah. body. Yeah. It's a different world, it is different, isn't it? Yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. And I know people are going to want to follow you and find out more about you. Where's the best place to do that? I will link to everything in the show notes, everything that you've mentioned. Yeah. And yeah, where's uh, the best place? The, the best place to kind of follow me and get a flavour, I guess, of me and my approach is um, on Instagram as the menopause psychologist. Um, I do have a Facebook page under my name, Becky Quick, and, and a private Facebook group for women who are really struggling with um anxiety so that's the menopause psychologist um coping with menopause anxiety that's a private closed group women are welcome to come and join in um and and i'm also on linkedin when that's my mm. name becky quick so and my I, I do have a website and that's i'm and 
yeah, so that's beckyquick.com. That's evolving okay. um, to involve include more of this more yeah. of this work. So, well, I follow um, you on Instagram. I love what yeah. you're doing on there. I love your quotes place. and stuff. Oh, so, thank you. Thank you so much. I oh, absolutely found it fascinating. Really enjoyed it. And we'll be going now onto Amazon to get some books. <laughs> <Fabulous>. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks, thank you.